Welcome to the X-Men Files, a podcast where Inessa and Brian talk about the X-Men comics. He's reading them again as an adult, she's reading them for the first time. So grab your back issues out of their Mylar bags, and let's talk about the greatest comic book series ever, the X-Men. Welcome back. <laughs> you can't possibly do it. You can't do it. You're terrible at the uh, the laughing contest. It was all I'm terrible at the laughing contest. It was yeah. all I. It's always all I can do not to giggle during the the room tone because you always mention giggling just ahead of it. I didn't used to. <laughs> I started mentioning giggling after you routinely giggled. <laughs> I'm Brian. I'm Vanessa. And this is uh, the X Men Files, the podcast where we talk about the X Men comics most of the time. We also talk about loads of other Some stuff. Other things. Yep. Uh, um, current events. Uh, non-current events. Yep. Non-events. Non-events. The pandemic. Cult- cultural events. Uh, cultural yeah, that's events. a current current event. Medical crises. Medical crises. Yeah, okay, cool. Let's launch into the recap. Yeah. Which I wrote. You did. I'm I so wrote. Proud. I finally. Yeah. Well, you're not that proud. I'm a little proud. Really? Yeah. Boy. Um, okay. <laughs> I've funny. done a great job of controlling <laughs> the expectations. Uh, so if I can impress you with this, then oh boy, the world is my oyster. Uh, but yeah, uh, took took two weeks off of the recap. Uh, got got a little bit lazy, and we did a kind of a live recap. But I actually wrote it down this time. Shouldn't tell people that I wrote it. I, I, well, I'm, I'm of two minds there because holy cow, he actually deliberately wrote that shit down. I didn't stay up all night. Okay, <laughs> I just want to make sure that it sounds a little bit coherent uh, with his few ums and ahs. Yeah, I, mean, I feel like it's out. important to show people that you know maybe you didn't stay up all night, but you know you you care about this podcast. Uh, right. And when you say show people, you mean show the like four or five listeners that we get every yes. day. Yes. Hey, show thanks, by people. the way. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. We appreciate it. Um, whenever we talk about the lack of listeners, uh, it is not our listeners that we are mocking. No. <laughs> <They're>, <laughs> uh, it is it is us and, and our uh, dedication to this um, not pointless project, no. but w- what's the what's something that, that barely has a point? <laughs> is there a word that describes that? <laughs> Uh, barely pointful project. Barely pointful project. All right. Knives out on the cover as Storm and Callisto are locked in a wordless battle to the death. But first, a romantic evening in Alaska. Scott and Madeline are, as the title says, dancing in the dark. (laughs) There is some romantic dialogue and a PG-friendly after 11 o'clock Saturday night Showtime movie vibe. (laughs) Scott comes clean about Madeline's resemblance to Jean, and there's a temporary outfreakage, but then Madeline composes herself and they start dancing to another cassette tape. Ah, the <laughs> 80s. Meanwhile, in New York, things aren't quite so friendly. Storm, Colossus, and Nightcrawler are tied up as Callisto continues her bizarre wedding ceremony with Angel. She's wearing a Nancy Spungen style wedding dress, <laughs> he's wearing a diaper. This is all too much for the X-Men, who break or bamf free of their ropes and try to put a stop to it. They seem to be gaining the upper hand, until Plague touches Storm and sends her to the ground, writhing in illness. They get tied up again, victims of their silly no-kill code. (laughs) At the same time, Kitty is recovering and trying to get free of slash exploit Caliban. Kitty promises to stay but also promises that if Caliban refuses to help her, she'll hate him for the rest of her life. Caliban has an internal struggle, 
during which Kitty falls out of bed next to the nightstand, where Caliban had very thoughtfully placed a glass of water. <laughs> he's a freak, but at least he's attentive. <laughs> which, by the way, is, I think, how you explain me to uh, all of your friends. <laughs> that is not true. <laughs> yeah, but I'm not attentive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's a freak, and he's kind of an <laughs> asshole, really. Okay. The scene shifts to an English countryside, where Mystique is being chased by fox hunters. She's caught by dogs, and Jason Weingard gives a knife to Jean Grey to slice open Mystique's throat. Another knife, by the way. Mm. It's, it's almost like a, like a theme. Mm. Yeah. Knifey theme. Okay. This was all the dream, but there's still some freaky shit going on. Mystique and Destiny share some coffee and notice that Rogue has gone. Laying, laying the groundwork for the next uh, issue. Okay. Back in the Manhattan underworld, Mask tortures an unconscious storm. Callisto has a short exchange with Nightcrawler about social acceptance versus living independent but apart. Caliban arrives with Kitty and asks that she be healed. Colossus and Nightcrawler break free of their bonds again. again. <laughs> Callisto refuses to let them take Kitty back for medical attention, which prompts Caliban to spill the beans about the Morlock's form of leadership succession. <laughs> Nightcrawler challenges Callisto to mortal combat, but then Storm asserts her leadership prerogative to challenge her instead. Despite her illness, the fight begins. Storm demonstrates that she's adept with a knife, and Callisto wonders uh, whether she's gotten more than she bargained for. <laughs> Aurora starts to fight while disrobing. Because we gotta she have. She does everything naked. <laughs> yeah, we gotta have Aurora my, get naked. I do my best uh, work uh, naked. Get, <laughs> not completely naked her. Naked her. Naked her. Aurora starts to fight while disrobing. Each combatant draws blood, but then Aurora catches Callisto's arm with her cape. Storm then stabs her and walks away in the most badass way imaginable <laughs> on a wordless page that is as raw, kinetic, and amazing that I kind of still can't get over how awesome it is. <laughs> yeah, that was really cool. I wrote that down, too. Storm picks up Angel and lays down the law. She's now the new queen bitch of all the Morlocks <laughs> and tells them that they can find sanctuary with the X-Men if they're tired of subterranean living. Down in Alaska, oh, Dawn in Alaska, sorry. <laughs> I, 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 I don't have a future newscasting. <laughs> Dawn in Alaska and Madeline finally wonders why Scott wears sunglasses in a part of the world that's only getting a few hours of sunlight took a day. Her, took her long enough, yeah. <laughs> he realizes that the jig is up and reveals his optic beams to Madeline. She's not perturbed, and they once again make with the smoochy smooch. There we go. All right. Yeah. A lot of stuff. Uh, what did you think? I like this one. Yeah. Me too? Yeah. Uh, I thought it was really... Wow. Okay. So we're done. So we're done. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for listening. Yeah, we agree. <laughs> we love uh, you, Missouri. <laughs> <laughs> so far in December, by the way, Missouri is actually uh, uh, Louisiana leading huh? the track. Not by loads. Uh, <laughs> the The downloads are, are off. I think that the bloom is off the rose with uh, the Missouri. folks in Missouri got tired of us talking about that. Uh, and or whatever automated backup uh, was happening with the Podbeam server farm in Missouri is finally over. Yeah. Well, yeah. All right. Yeah. So, uh, well, well, okay. What? What do we want to say about this? Um, yeah, I like this one. I thought it was it was uh, there wasn't too much action. There was a lot of like interesting personal those were personal moments. Yeah, um, yeah. I thought this was. I read this actually. I told you earlier, but I will tell our listeners that I read this like on some, maybe when did we record Sunday? Right. The last yeah, we recorded, we recorded it, it on always Sunday. on Sunday. We yeah. Recorded. So I know last week was just weird. Um, yeah. 
so I think I read this like that same night because I was kind of just curious mm-hmm. for the first time. I think not that I haven't. You been, wanted to know what happened? Yeah, not not yeah. that I haven't been curious before, but I was like, wait, I could just read this right now. Yep. <laughs> I usually yeah. end up waiting till like Thursday or Friday. So I read this one and then I read it again today to take notes. Don't hit the floor. Don't hit the floor, <laughs> Inessa. Yeah, you read it again to take notes. I read it again to take notes, and yeah, uh, yeah it was cool. One of my first notes that I made yeah. was uh, was <laughs> I wrote down Scott as usual, only able to process feelings into dickishness. Um, at the beginning, give, give me an example. I mean, you're you're right. Like <laughs> anything to I, do with his dad, like he's just always a dick. But, <laughs> but, like, but what did he? I don't have my iPad with me. She so. said something about how, like, you know, I like you. Like she she sort of suggested that they spend the night at the at the hotel together mm-hmm. and, and yeah. like all of a sudden he's all like i don't know it's not me it's you because i'm standing in a corner i'm not talking Wait, it's not me it's you it's not you it's me whatever <laughs> <laughs> but that, that's actually the other uh, scott <laughs> thing isn't it scott look it's not me it's you <laughs> right even though even though like i had one relationship and she died um uh, and everything else has, has been has been. It, it's not me. It's, it's you. Actually, it's you. Yeah. So yeah. You know, all the why does all the stuff keep happening to, to me? me? Why is the universe <laughs> conspiring against, against me, me? Yeah. Scott Summers? Yeah. So she's uh yeah you know she's like she's standing there she's like oh my goodness what have I what have I done why have I upset you yeah and he's kind of being a dick but uh, you know I liked that at least she was like when he finally told her the truth she was like okay this is a little weird <laughs> I'm yeah. gonna need some time to think about this right but I was hoping she'd take like that she'd be in a different dress by the time we you know by the time she decided you don't, you don't like that dress no I mean not because of the dress. <laughs> I don't like the dress but I, I so I'm meaning that like I had hoped that it would imply that like there was some time like it wasn't like I'm gonna go to yeah. the bathroom and think about this like now I'm back and yeah. okay this is fine even though you're kind of a dick let's talk about the dress <laughs> Because so I was gonna. It's funny because I was gonna talk about the dress. Well, I, I think we absolutely yeah. need to. Our, our, our listeners have come to rely on the fact that we don't shy away from the big controversies. <laughs> that so, we are we are willing to go there in ways that other podcasts just don't. So initially, when I saw the dress, I was like, "This dress is." horrible and this this dress was obviously drawn by someone who has never seen a woman wear a dress has never seen a woman who like the last <laughs> yeah. time they saw a woman wear a dress was like in yeah. uh, gone with the wind or something but but brief aside um yes and well yes however or whatever like, <laughs> paul smith has clearly seen women uh, it, it, his drawings of some of these characters it, yes it coincided with a certain moment in my life um you would you, you know onset of adolescence i can say having rounded the corner on adolescence decades ago it still works on me <laughs> the, so that paul particular S- dress paul smith has no not the dress, not the dress. Like, like the way that paul smith draws, draws women, women yeah. um really hot so it, it's not as though he hasn't seen women <laughs> well so, so yeah. i was thinking like you know at the beginning they at the beginning of of my time reading this like it's yeah. particularly storm um, you know, sometimes they had her in like really cool outfits. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like whoever drew this dress, I initially thought was like not in touch with like cool women's fashion. But then I thought, nah, you know, it was the 80s. <laughs> like, right. It was an ugly time. Well, <laughs> Things were ugly and people wore puffy sleeves. And, yeah. you know, maybe it's not as bad as like it, it just didn't age as well as some of the more like vintagey things that they have storm in in the earlier issues and it could be a little of both um a little little column a little column yep. b it's, i i don't think i'd ever actually hit on it until just now when you mentioned 
of like Storm, whether John Byrne is drawing her or Dave Cockrum is drawing her, Storm generally looks like a million bucks yeah. sartorially. Yes. I mean, like, like she looks amazing as we've established. Not her like superhero costume, but no, like no, 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 regular I get it. people well, clothes. Well, she looks great yeah. there too. As we've established, she can't wait to take her clothes <laughs> off. But so she looks great clothed or otherwise, but the outfits that they had her in uh, were, were pretty great. Yeah. Um, and aged very well. Yeah. yeah. And um, I have, in in barely appropriate, um, highly lascivious terms, made it clear that Paul Smith knows how to draw the female figure. But um, it, it, maybe it is that he doesn't know what outfits to put them in. Yeah. They're generally wearing their uniforms yeah. uh, in, in this time period. Um, and I'm trying to think, like, I mean, what has Kitty worn? Like, I mean, she's got like massive leg warmers or something like that. So, yeah, it's possible that Paul Smith is out of touch it, with ladies' fashion. Well, or just like taking all of the wrong stuff from the '80s. Mm-hmm. And when we look back at it, like, oh my God, it's hideous! Like, we lived through it, and it didn't feel hideous at the time. It felt it, a little hideous at the time. <laughs> here's what felt hideous at the time: <laughs> the the. They're incredibly high shoulder pads. Shoulder pads, and, 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 and like I'm thinking of like the Dynasty, yeah, yeah, style. You know, like the the Joan Collins uh, style. Like those looked absurd. Yeah. Um. Weird, weird, weird. A lot of the rest, but not so bad. Um. Or at the time, yeah. at the time, didn't didn't feel all that weird. Yeah. Um. But it, it, so it could be that that Paul Smith, it, like like. Whatever, this is just what people are wearing, and he just happens to pick the shit that didn't that didn't work. That, that yeah, didn't that like that well. we yeah. that, that, that we thought better of. Because I can tell you, look like she's going to a hoedown or something. Yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, or, or like he he drew her in a dress, and like you know, like the editor or somebody looked. Can you make her look a little more Amish? <laughs> You know? but, For some reason, that just reminded me of uh, yeah. the conversation about shoulder pads. Just reminded me of uh, Minnie Sinclair's outfit on uh, yeah on the Good Place. Wait, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Sort of like classic eighties. Uh, yeah, she's got that. Explain to our daughter that like everybody that worked in business kind of dressed like that in the eighties. Yeah. yeah, Minnie Sinclair from uh, the Good Place. She's got that like mint green real estate agent <laughs> um, suit. Outfit. Yeah, like, like like she's the regional supervisor for Century Twenty One. <laughs> Um, the, 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 one of, I, 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 my final comment on this, um, there's the image on page, I think it's like three or four or something. Uh, yeah. My thumbprint doesn't work it on does your not, iPad. Not my iPad's yeah, locked yeah. down. Yeah. Well, I, I know the code. Um, and, and it, you can almost kind of square the circle where you've got, um, oh, but you're on the wrong page, man. She's, oh, she's on that dress. She's in that dress and like all over the place. So actually, like the very first page, when it's like billowy, uh, like like that, <laughs> that works for me. Then to yeah, page three on the very top panel, um, where, where you can see through the dress. Yes, and yeah. and that's like the uh, the after eleven p.m. Yeah, showtime yeah. <laughs> showtime movie vibe. You know the Skinamax <laughs> thing. This is like where, where Paul Smith, he's almost at at war with himself. <laughs> <laughs> This woman is meant to be good looking, but I have to put a dress on her. I can't. I'm an incredibly talented dresses, yes. artist. <laughs> so, like, I just want to show people <laughs> that I know what I'm doing. <laughs> See, look, look, the hips, everything. It's all there, folks. 
I mean, his costume and, isn't really very impressive either. He's wearing some sort of weird Scott, oh, high beige pants. <laughs> that is that is like super eighties. Uh, the uh, the color scheme, the uh, the dark, like the black shirt and the blue. Uh, narrow-ish, although they come much narrower Narrow than that. Than but that, yep. yeah, that th- that is that is a quintessential eighties look. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the dress. Yeah, the dress. Know. But the whole scene was was uh, you know sort of uh, seems very Scott like. You know. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't. I'm having feelings. They feel confusing. I feel overwhelmed. I'm just going to be a gigantic dick. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but that scene goes on for a while. Yeah, it does. Not in a bad way. I was rereading it. And what I remember from this issue is the fight between Storm and Callisto. Mm -hmm. So as I'm opening up, I I knew that the stuff in Alaska happened as well. And that that really that really did it for me uh, as a kid. Um. I had no idea there was like this many pages Mm -hmm. of of Scott and Madeline in Alaska. I thought it was like two pages. Mm, Okay. Uh, We that, and then also the break with Mystique. Yeah, that's further down. I had no recollection of that. And and you you know by now that they're they're teeing up the next issue. But you're like you know what this is not this is not bloat. Mm -hmm. It's not Claremont trying to get to a page count. No, it didn't feel bloated. I mean, yeah, I felt. Yeah. I I do sometimes read an issue where it's like, okay, what page? Oh, like I'm on page sixteen, twenty three pages. Yeah, you know, and it feels a little draggy. But this one was like, you know, I'm on page twenty. Yeah, and it's somehow that makes a difference. Uh, what else did I write down? I wrote down where were their magic powers when they were taken prisoner? <laughs> so it was like they're like they're tied up at the beginning. Yeah, right. Then like. They break free. Right. Why did, why didn't they, how did they get tied up in the first place? Oh, well, that happened at the end of the, uh, the prior issue. Yeah, I don't know. Somehow it felt like then, then Kitty shows up and like, so, uh, they, yeah. they break free again. Well, so they, they, I mean, I know how. I don't want to walk through the plot mechanics <laughs> no, of this with no. you. Um, it was but, just something it, that I noticed that like felt a little bit like a little, um, ever so slightly clunky, that part of it. Like, the breaking free again, again, <laughs> definitely did. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's one where uh, if Claremont had all the time in the world, he need he needs like one more story beat there. Yeah. Um, Some reason for them to be able to break free. R- r- right, right. Right. In order to have, because you need, well, I'm just going to repeat myself. Um, <laughs> one you, more you, story you, beat. Exactly. <laughs> right, right. You, you need one scene. You need a kind of a reversal yeah. there just so that the pacing of it works. Right. Uh, if he had all the time in the world, I'm sure that he could have Yeah, I mean, forgivable. Struck that. It, exactly. But there was. Wow. I was like, wait a second. What, <laughs> how did they get captured if they could just break free? <laughs> right, right. Um, I had re- The X-Men still don't kill. That's, you know, we, yeah, yeah. we, we know a lot about that storyline. Yes. Um, although I like where they, where they went with that. I had written down that, I think last time you mentioned that, that Caliban is sort of like a incel like, I think that was. No, no, no. Was that, I, who was I, it? I, I said, I said when he takes Kitty captive, yeah. you had asked like, how did, how did you read that as, oh, as, a, kid, as yeah. a kid? And I'm like. I read it as fucked up right. and he kidnapped her and that's not right. I said, the only positive rendering of that, and I, I said it tongue in cheek, like an incel would say, 
Well, yeah, what do you, what do yeah. you expect? Well, so he said, yeah. you know, is, it, is that, oh, goodness. He said, uh, you know, is that so much to ask? <laughs> like, I just want a companion. Is that so much to ask? Uh, yeah, fair. Yeah. He, he does come across a bit incel-like yeah, he here. Uh, the, sight, the sight of you brought so much joy to me. <laughs> yeah. The, to yeah. him, you know, in the, he said to him in right. the third person. But, uh, yeah, there was a little bit of, like, creepy, weird sort of uh, no one likes me kind of weird uh incel like uh entitlement <laughs> <laughs> does anybody i mean well i, I don't know loads i don't know I, loads about incels by I the know, way <laughs> i know about all that i care to yeah. uh i don't even it, like that word yeah sorry i think the word is is very revealing yeah <laughs> because it sounds i, I mean i want to say that that is a like they've applied it to themselves yeah uh, it, it's not like our because if I were if I wanted to make fun of them, I'd say like always gonna be celibate or something. <laughs> would, or just sad losers, yeah. Yeah, I would spell <laughs> yeah. it out yeah. a little differently. Uh, have, have you seen Taxi Driver? I have, but only once in ages ago. Okay, so but you're aware of the premise mostly. I don't know. I can't be the first person to have made this connection. Text Driver came out in seventy six or seventy seven, um, but Travis Bickle, Robert De Niro's character in Taxi Driver, he's basically an incel. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you look at like the dialogue, so he, I mean, you, you know, he, he forms this uh, kind of attachment of uh, what's the word I'm looking for, whatever uh, this fixation on Sybil Shepherd, right. uh, and has no clue what to do about it. Right. He actually gets to like buy her a coffee. And whatever, and then and then she's like, "Whoa, you're weird. You're weird, <laughs> um, super weird." But like the the dialogue, like his narration, talking about how much he dislikes women. Yeah. I remember there's one thing like women; they're like a union, <laughs> um, which is like so thoroughly an incel yeah, 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 yeah. way to look at the world. Yeah. Uh, all they're all against me. They're all against me, right? Right. right they're yeah. just following the party line. Right. Right. They're just fucking with me. Yeah. Um. And so Caliban, you know, it's funny because I got to go back and reread that dialogue because one of my notes was that um, Caliban, he's a character that's developing and Claremont is treating him with a, a certain amount of sympathy. Yeah. Yeah. But you're right. Uh, his take on Kitty is... Right. She's thoroughly insane. Yeah. Very like she's this thing that I desire. And so right. I should have it because yeah. it's what I want. Um, now, spoilers. There's going to be another chapter to this. I mean, yeah. Caliban's, Caliban's going to stick we're around. Not, we're not done with him yet. But uh, this is, I think, a pretty interesting development of him from he's still villainous. Mm-hmm. But he has these moments which. He's conflicted. Abduction and (laughs) insult thought aside, (laughs) you know, if we can brush past that, right? uh, Insofar as we can brush past that, there's there's like almost a tenderness, like like when he brings the groceries from from Degasino's, got like the glass of water, um, that 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 goes beyond basic villainy, right? uh, Which makes him a more interesting character, yeah. He's yeah, he not needs, just. He needs yeah. to break through to that, like if you love something, set it free. Uh, you know, mindset. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah, move beyond the Ike Turner yeah. phase <laughs> of your this relationship. Thing is mine. Yeah. Yeah. mine. Yeah. yeah, 
Oh, I'm sorry I did it, but but you understand why I did, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah the, the Ike Turner, the, the Ike Turner apology, yeah. the thing that, um, <laughs> that you know, we try to make sure that yeah. we never do to our yeah, children. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry um, that I raised my voice, but you got to understand, you can't make me. Yeah. <laughs> like, but really, it was your fault. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. Pa- um, briefly, parents, don't give your kids the Ike Turner apology. <laughs> All right. Uh, the mystique, that whole flight, like, that's just, that's not something that you knew more about going into than I knew reading right now. Uh, we know, so if, if you're a, a fan of the comics, you know who Jean Grey is. Right. I know that. When I actually mentioned it. Yeah, I know who Mystique is. Uh, Jason Weingard. Yeah, you, that's a new name. Exactly. You don't know who that is. Uh, readers of the comic know him as Mastermind. Mm, okay. Uh, who played a part in Phoenix's transformation into Dark Phoenix. Um, Not super important for this issue, but just as a bit of background, he has the ability to warp someone's perception of reality. So that fucked up nightmare that Mystique had, Mm -hmm. uh, Weingard probably caused it. Right, and we don't know who, like, later you see um, Rogue on the bus, and there's, like, we don't know who that is. Who who is? It's like she's on the bus, and it's like the person who was responsible for her sadness was watching her. Uh, isn't that there? Is that in the middle panel? Uh, someone's trying to but who on a bus? Um, the cause of her flight looks on in mocking malevolent triumph. I, that might not be literal. I'm looking at the other characters. The character at the, the back might be yeah. mastermind, but I don't think so. It's not no. necessary. Um, it could be that like he's he's um, uh, psycho, psychically, psychedelically. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I love watching stuff psychedelically. Yeah, <laughs> um, uh, I don't uh, these days. Um, okay, <laughs> so uh, that's not. There's yeah. nothing there that that I would would have sort of missed. Um, no, 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 and and. and You'll never need to worry about that. I mean, yeah, obviously, yeah, it's not yeah. like, oh, now I can't read anymore because I've missed this major plot point and exactly. now I'm going to be confused it's like forever. If, if you, I mean, if it's it, like if it pays off... I can't follow the names and I don't understand any of this. <laughs> oh, yeah. God. Um, if it pays off later, then you can, um, upon rereading it, you'll be able to, to see the breadcrumbs. Yeah. Um, like with me, I see like Jason Weingart, like, oh, okay, they're... And I actually know how that's going to pay off. Mm-hmm. Um, it does. It's like Jason Weingard mastermind does pay off later. All right. All right. I will look forward to that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the art in the, uh, so I, I, I had sort of an, an empathetic, slightly empathetic moment with Callisto when she was yeah. talking night, to Nightcrawler and that I had noted that as well. Yeah. Where, you know, just like, I don't want to be, uh, you know, uh, part of society, whatever yeah. else. Um, and, yeah. and, and, and read that if you can, because uh, that, that that brings up... You have courage, I like that, and your features brand you is just as so much of an outcast, why don't you join us? And he says, I won't desert my friends, Callisto. More importantly, I've spent my whole life fighting to be accepted just as I am, to be judged by my deeds instead of my looks. Yeah. So, so that was actually, sorry, I forgot, remembered that wrong. He said that. Yeah. yeah. So this is an interesting one. Um, I mentioned at some point, um, kind of, kind of the punk aesthetic, uh, 
and that was that was around at the time i mean it, it morphs and changes i mean it's kind of always been there i mean if you go back to like like the 50s mm-hmm. and you know rebel without a cause uh, there is a way stylistically that you can brand yourself as as an outsider mm-hmm. uh, i've never been wild about that mm-hmm. yeah you said um, that last week well mm-hmm. but i i i i read something down it might or might not sound profound um yeah. Do we want society to accept us or are we trying to accept ourselves? Um, that's the thing that, that, that has been something that resonates with me throughout my life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, to what extent um, am I defining myself in my own terms and am I comfortable with that? Right. And, and you know, like feeling comfortable in your own skin. And the way that sort of the punk aesthetic was always cast is – like oh you know this is how I feel comfortable and you know if you do fantastic, fantastic right but, but as right. someone but do you yeah well no I mean some of them do yeah. but um as someone who has always uh you know felt on the margins yeah and 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 by the way um let's just be clear because and you know certainly for a long time you know, marginalized segment of society usually means you're a racial minority sure. uh, it, it, gender orientation or gender and orientation or whatever like I'm none of that right right however, however right. you can still yeah. <laughs> yes well, 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 so I've just checked way, yeah. my privilege yeah. so I've always felt on the margins and that message which was like hey, if you just do this then you're gonna but well, that no that doesn't do it for me mm-hmm. and uh it, I wasn't wild about it purely on, on, on kind of fashion and style gra- uh, uh, grounds. Mm-hmm. But um, so the deliberate signifiers of otherness mm-hmm. always made me uncomfortable because they just really reinforce the awareness yes. of what normalcy is. Right. And it kind of grants normality some form of primacy. Right. By reacting against it. Right. Yeah. Right. And that was that was where that that was the thing that I just that was the hurdle, hurdle I couldn't, couldn't clear. clear right. Like so like, oh yeah, man, if we do this, then yeah, we're just gonna uh yeah, stick it to the white collar you know, right. bourgeois, it was like, whatever. It's like you're you're by rejecting them, right, you're, you you're, are declaring that they yeah. are the arbiters. Right, right. Of, yeah. <laughs> it, it, yeah. Yes. So long walk. Yeah, no, no, I, I see what you're saying. But it, and and I see this tension a, a little bit in that exchange where um, Callisto is saying, "Hey, look, you're already an outsider. Go the whole go nine the whole, yards. Yeah, go go all out. Join us down here in this cavern, and we'll get you hooked up with a mohawk <laughs> and some other shit." And Nightcrawler says, and I deeply identify with this. Yeah. Uh, because you know, heaven is. I feel like I'm a freak. Uh, you know, have have for like like most of my life. It, it, certainly, like in, in, in this would have been like middle school thereabouts. Yeah. Like like yeah, I get it. Right. I, I don't look cool. Uh, I don't feel cool. Yeah. Anything like that. It's so, like I'm Nightcrawler. I'm the dude with the blue skin and like three fingers. Yeah. I wanna I wanna just succeed on my own terms. Right. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I and and I really really love that. Yeah. 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 Yeah, no, that was a good. That was a good, uh, a good exchange. Yeah, yeah, between the two of them. Between it was the two of them. Yep. Long monologue for me. <laughs> that was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, let me. Let, um, I'll, I'll make it a little bit personal, um, because it's interesting, uh, particularly 
when you were a child, mm-hmm. maybe not like like twelve or something like that, but certainly like like five or six. Yeah, like you were part of that definable outside class yes. as someone who you arrived. Like you don't even speak English nope. when you get her. But throughout the course of your life, um, I want to say that you 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 have not had nearly the issue that I've had about feeling like you feeling a sense of belonging around other people. Not to say that that's the thing, you've got none of that. Yeah, no, I probably haven't. I mean, yeah, or, yeah that's probably true. Or or I just wasn't very introspective about it as it was yeah. happening. Yeah. Um, you know, there are definitely things about my past that, you know, I like that I didn't eat certain things until I was in college. <laughs> like that I was unaware of the existence of certain foods. Not oh, this is the bit I that didn't. I always tease you about. Yeah. Like whenever we're talking about food or whatever, uh, like, like, like junk food. Or is it... Yeah. Like yeah, I never like... ate mac and cheese out of a box <laughs> until I was in college <laughs> yeah, yeah. or yeah. canned soup. I never had canned soup until I was in college. Yeah. You know, but those aren't like, you know, it's not like I didn't eat. That didn't hold you back socially. No, no. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. This is what I'm saying. You you had some of these markers. I mean, you had an immigrant experience. Um, I mean, like you did. Um, It's maybe not as dramatic as some others have been. Yeah, yeah. Some drama. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. But, 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 um, yeah. I feel like I was pretty, like, from a, pretty young age pretty sort of culturally assimilated um but i mean socially socially assimilated, yes yeah. assimilated uh, shut up. Uh, um so that i was you know i mean i think in high school or what you know everybody feels like an outsider to everything all the time right i never felt like i was do they though i think in high school they do everybody does. i think everybody does yeah. I, you, John Hughes. I, mean, I think everybody does. Like, I really, do. I really do. think that they yeah, do. Yeah. You know, when I've talked to people from high school that I went to high school with that to me seemed like they yeah. were, you know, yeah, fair. living the life of Rye, like they were popular and they yeah. were whatever. And, you know, and you talk to them now as adults and like, there was all sorts of shit going on with them that, yeah, you, you know, wasn't obvious to me as a yeah, person yeah, who considered yeah. themselves deeply unpopular. And, you know, I think everybody felt like an outsider all the time. In high school, I don't think anybody yeah. felt inside of anything. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. But I was still pretty, you know, by certainly by that age, pretty, pretty like mainstreamy, and I never really went to like I need to do these physical things to be, you know, to really express myself. Like that yeah. did not seem like a form. You know, I don't like to stand out. I don't like to be the center of attention. Right. Um, but you know, maybe I did a yeah, little bit more yeah. as a kid, more in like a sexy way. You know, I want to stand out because I'm super attractive. So I would wear sort of sexy clothes or whatever, but it wasn't like that out of the mm-hmm. norm for my age. Wait, what, yeah, group. what age are we talking about? High school, early okay, high school. Okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, sexy yeah. high school, you. Yeah. Right. Oh, gross. Oh, gross. <laughs> and like I'm married to you. That's, that's nasty. Um, yeah, okay. All right, so let's talk about this cool like knife fight. Real quickly, though, uh, final final word on um, uh, kind of culture uh, or rather sense of belonging, particularly as as ma- as, as expressed uh, via via fashion. Yeah. Um, uh, when I started listening to the Grateful Dead and and getting into that stuff, like like that all felt very very natural. Mm-hmm. And this is. Not like you know, getting a nose ring or a mohawk or anything like that, but like like wearing tie dyes and and shit like that all felt great. Yeah, immersing yourself in that. Um, but yeah, and and it was um, if I could have grown my hair long, I would have. <laughs> I still wish that I could grow my hair long. I think you should try it. No, okay. I mean, uh, pandemic maybe. Yeah, I mean, it's um, too late now. You should have started in March. It, it's it, it's just the worst. It's just the worst. <laughs> it's it's like it's like Jufro. 
Uh, it looks awful. I'm not Jewish. Like but after you, a certain you know what I mean. point, though, it would look fine. You just have to get over that hurdle. But that hurdle, hurdle could be two years. It takes a long time to grow hair, as we've established on this very podcast. But um, have we? Two weeks ago, we talked about Lee Forster and how like she'd let her oh, hair grow yeah, yeah, a couple yeah, of months, yeah, yeah. and yeah, it grew like it yeah, grew like eighteen like, inches yeah. or something. Yeah. Um, but I can remember in high school doing that. Uh, and here's like the catch twenty two of all of that. Like I, I was, like I had a tie, uh, like a skull and roses tie. One of my favorite fucking shirts. I mean, it was mm-hmm. so. Oh, I wish I had that shirt right now. And like in in in, it was sitting in class somewhere, and somebody said, "Oh, you know what? I can't stand or pseudo deadheads." They said it like not to me, but like loud enough that I could hear. Like, oh yeah, you're right. They're the worst. Like, and I'm like, what the fuck do you people want? <laughs> and it was, it, it, it was like I didn't. You know, it's in high school, so like I say, I didn't care, but of course I cared. Of course I, cared yeah. I, I cared mostly not because I wanted their approval or anything right. like that, but I'm like, motherfucker, I love this shirt. Yeah. <laughs> like, also, I listen to The Grateful Dead like every motherfucking day. <laughs> Yes, okay. I, like, that, yeah. That's actually a culture where I always had like an element of, I felt like I hung out with people that were like m- somehow more approved, like not even approved, but like yeah. more. Um, I don't know, in, entitled to be a part of that culture than yeah. me. You know, I didn't really do drugs. I didn't yeah. drink a lot. Like, I was a pretty straight kid. I got good grades and all that. Yeah. But I was still really into right. that, you know, the sort of sub- – and, and I always felt like I was sort of uh, – you know, that, that people were kind of judging me as, like, not being, like, deadheady enough. I, I always felt uh, – by myself, I felt great. Yeah. Uh going to shows them like i'd hang out and whatever but like it's i i didn't like, you you are the one of the few people i know who is like unabashedly a deadhead with whom i've been friends yeah <laughs> um and, and like that you know we would have been friends anyway but um i always felt like a little bit of trepidation as well yeah. in that in that right that was also like i was really yeah. young too like now i you know i just care about things a lot less so i'm a yeah. lot less self-conscious um, and it, that, I don't yeah. feel the need to compare myself and my life to like Johnny Wheat Germ selling burritos <laughs> out of his, you know, but like at the time there was like yeah, this, yeah, yeah. you know, I'm like, I don't know, these people like think that like, that I'm sort of like, a, you know, I'm like a, a deadhead poser. But then there was also this element of like, you know, this would never be my life. Like I, this right. isn't, you know, like right. the part of it is me, but then part of it is like, not me, <laughs> you know, in a way yeah. that, that felt really weird, but now feels completely normal because you know it's important but it's also like it's music it's not you know yeah it's more than that but it's, i mean, um, I mean it, it, most of it is music yeah. or, or it, you can approach it right solely, you can approach it as, as part that. of your identity you but don't it necessarily have to, have to be to, like an, an encompassing I mean, like, identity um oh god what, what what's this steve bannon i'm already blanking on his name thank god uh the uh, uh the alcoholic in the trench coat uh trump um yes, Trumpy stuff. steve bannon oh uh, he's a deadhead yeah i didn't know that <laughs> yeah which all the proof that you need that for some people it's just about the music <laughs> all right um should note also though that compounding that was a touch of gray and uh in the dark like that happened that at happened the exact here. same time that i discovered yes i didn't discover them through that right like i was getting to them anyway like i was into like zeppelin right. and hendrix that, yes, and, that did all happen and, and crisby sills and nash yeah. and like I, I i just got around to the grateful but 
it's a weird coincidence <laughs> that 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 you and I came of age uh, as sort of independent musical listeners yeah. at the same time that, that there was this moment when the Grateful yeah. Dead were rediscovered right. by by mainstream. mainstream. So yeah. that that makes Brief it even moment, weirder. Yeah. All right, but yeah, knife fight. Let's move swiftly from moving swiftly to the knife fight. <laughs> pot, sm- pot smoking hippie music to to a really really great knife fight. Yeah, I would really love to have this like page uh, twenty. Yeah, uh, like in a like framed. I think that like all of those, all of that art is just really really cool. It it's so fantastic, yeah. and uh, I, I I am always moved by that page. Real quick, aside, I love this issue so much. If it were possible to wipe my memory. <laughs> and and remi- like I would do it. And, so and then, so, it again you know, it's like, time. oh, it's experimental, sir. There are some risks. Shut up. Don't care about the risks. <laughs> I like if I forget what a prime number is, like I, that's <laughs> a chance I'm prepared to take. Yeah. Just so I could so experience cool that, that again never, for the first yeah. time. Yeah. And it is something that is thoroughly unique to comic books. Mm-hmm. Like this is why this medium exists, mm-hmm, this mm-hmm, page, mm-hmm. like in a nutshell. Um, even, like the layout is uh, conventional, mm-hmm. but the way that this scene is expressed without sound, without yeah, words, so cool. but it's a static page, yeah. but there's still movement. Yeah, yeah that's really cool. <laughs> Fucking sweet. I agree. Yeah. yeah, I don't think I have anything smarter than that to say. Oh, sorry. No, that's. You would have said the same thing, though, right? You no, would have no, said I as mean, smart. As I don't smart. mean like I mean like in terms of notes further about you know okay, further okay. notes about the issue. Scott, uh, you know, showing some growth maybe as he, uh, mm-hmm. you know, without being a gigantic dick, yeah. uh, you know, confesses to uh, what's her name about his uh, mutantness. 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 <laughs> it's a mutation, but mutation. it is a mutation. Yeah. But then. I said back to Scott being a dick, but maybe progress. Yes. Did you have yes. other notes? Um, I did. Um, nothing super super intelligent. Um, I, I'm trying to remember where I was in um reading because we're about at the the spot where I stopped reading comic books for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I stopped. To return to this issue like social acceptance. Yeah. Uh, when I got to middle school, I stopped because uh, children read comic books. Right, right. Yeah. Children played. So these things that I enjoyed, right. I stopped doing. Right. That's so hard being little. Man, oh, man. It's, it's fucked up. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I, was, did, I was talking to a friend of mine, a friend of ours, yeah. who had come with her daughter, who's the same age as as our daughter and we were talking about leggings and she was saying how she's did i tell you this uh i don't know Keep going. she was saying how she had these leggings and she really loved them they have you know it's this cool pattern on them and she was like that she loved how like they're an extra large so she can like pull them right up to her bra mm-hmm. <laughs> and then like they're not binding you across the middle and it makes it's they're really comfortable and so when yeah. she got home she texted me that her daughter same age as our daughter was like deeply embarrassed by our discussion of <laughs> this thing that you can pull your leggings way up to the you know and i texted this person yeah. her back and was like you know there's like they're adorable um you know but like they also just don't like they just don't understand how comfortable it is being the age that we are now like we must seem yeah. old to them or you know whatever and then like parents you know but it's yeah. like there's so much freeing things that i feel freed of not oh, yeah. being a child anymore yeah 
and like so much weight removed by the fact that I can unselfconsciously admit to everyone that I like to pull my leggings right up to underneath my bra because it's like super roomy and comfortable. And you look and like a million bucks. I don't have to be self-conscious about it for anybody. <laughs> yeah. uh, certainly not me. Yeah. Well, or anybody. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, well, cool. Yeah. Cool. I'll, I'll take it too. But yeah, being a kid is hard. Oh, man. And it, like, there's no way that my like 11-year-old self, 12-year-old self could have been told why on earth would you give up something that you enjoy? Right. No, like, you wouldn't you're, have you're believed not it. Gonna, yeah. you, like, you're not Your getting anything in return. Your brain's just not wired that way. You're like, so like, conscious of exactly. everyone around but, but, you. But yeah. like, like, that is the dynamic. Like, like, what are you getting back for giving this giving thing this up? up. Right. Well, this way nobody's going to make fun of me. Right. right. That's not a thing. Somebody makes fun of you, it's not really your yeah. <laughs> But um, I, I'm, I'm delighted that, for the most part, uh, that's, a, that's in the past. Yeah. And I, I was talking to our son the other day, and I can't remember how it came up. And I, so something with stuffed animals. Like I own a couple of stuffed animals, yep. and 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 they have very rich lives <laughs> to me. Um, the, the, these cool Muppet-like personalities. And I was saying to our son, like, eh, do any of your friends' dads have stuffed animals? They probably do. Yeah. <laughs> and he said, yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, they probably, yeah, probably weird. Probably and, and I said, I said, let, let me tell you something. Look, life's too short, man. Yeah. Like I don't want to. I don't want to spend my life. What's left of it? Yeah. <laughs> Not enjoying <laughs> the things that I enjoy. Animals, yep. All right. So yeah, go go enjoy something. Yeah. yeah, no one's judging you. Everyone's too too busy uh, in their own in their own heads. Unless well, they are judging you, in which case they're assholes. Yeah, fuck that. Um, although it, we we should say, I mean, like if you are like actually appearing in front of an actual judge, um, maybe don't say. <laughs> they might be judging you. Look, I was just following my bliss, <laughs> and um, you know. Yeah, well, uh, your bliss is illegal in most states, yeah. and uh, you can't carry your bliss across state lines and uh, <laughs> things like that. But, uh, you know, apart from that, apart from that, uh, yeah. Thanks for listening. Thanks. We'll see you next week. Uh, will we? We might not be here next week. And we might skip a week. Cliffhanger! Cliffhanger! Thank you for listening to The X-Men Files. We are available on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. If you listen, please rate us. If you want to drop us a note, you can reach us via email at cerebro at xmenfiles.com. You can also check out our website, xmenfiles.com. Our theme music is Invasion to Space Frog by Checky Brown. That music available under a Creative Commons license. Everything else was written, produced, and performed by Brian and Inessa. 